0: Alright, this is Dr. Mounts. Got Smitty with me. We're going back to Board Camp Crystal Mine, but first, here's Larry to bring us in.
1: All things unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it,
0: we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ
1: Derringer.
2: Ain't nobody perfect, right?
1: And Smitty Neves.
3: I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball.
1: Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody. Somebody looking for somebody.
0: All right, this is Dr. Mounts. We're back at All Things Unexplained. We are missing CJ tonight. She is under the weather, so she will not be joining us tonight. However, I do want to point out to everybody out there that please join CJ and myself. I think CJ will recuperate by in the morning. Tomorrow morning, we welcome special guest, world-famous astrophysicist Avi Loeb. To all things unexplained he's going to talk to me and cj at 9 30 a.m eastern tomorrow on our facebook page we're going to talk about ufos we're going to talk about aliens we're going to talk about Oumuamua. all kinds of things bring your questions you never know what we're going to find out that's cj with me tomorrow morning 9 30 a.m speaking to avi Loeb, world famous astrophysicist he's been on ancient aliens he's been on joe rogan And now he's coming to talk to All Things Unexplained. But I am joined tonight by Smitty. Smitty, welcome back.
3: Uh, It's good to be back. Good to see everybody.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. And tonight we return to Board Camp Crystal Mine. And we're so pleased. And and you can find Board Camp Crystal Mine at boardcampcrystalmine.com. So pleased to have returning to All Things Unexplained, Orville and Cheryl Murphy. Yeah. Awesome.
3: to have you? Thank
0: you. Yes, absolutely. So last time we talked to you on the show, it was March of 2021. I can't believe it was that long ago. But, you know, we talked about a lot of things, including some UFO encounters and incidents and other paranormal activity. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as we finished speaking, Orville and Cheryl, UFOs were in the news cycle almost daily ever since then from the nasa study to the pentagon report to congress to military videos and encounters with ufos and uaps it was just unreal cheryl so you actually had an incident with an object on a commercial flight can you tell us more about that
2: Yes, I believe it was January in uh, 2021, just a couple months before I met you and and you kindly invited us to share our testimony. I was on uh, American Airlines flight and we were, um, I, I was just taking pictures out the plane window. I love to do that. I love flying and taking pictures. And all of a sudden, when I glanced out, it looked like like a cruise missile is really the only way I can describe it. It was this long kind of skinny black object. And it looked like it had kind of like exhaust coming out of the back of it. And it was right there, like level with my plane window. Wow. And I was so obviously astonished. And I'm not sure exactly what it was. But I mean, that's was my first impression that it kind of looked like a the shape of a cruise missile, because it had like a nose to it, but it was long and skinny. And then it had, you know, like this exhaust. And um, anyway, I got a picture. And um, so I, I got actually several pictures. And it looked like there was actually more than one, because at some point the pilot veered a little bit, and I could see what was in front of the plane. And there were there were actually two like contrails or whatever they call them. Um, ahead of the plane as well, but nothing was said, nothing from the staff, not even from other, um, uh, travelers that were on the plane with me and, and actually back then, you know, with the COVID and everything, the planes weren't very full. So I'd say there was probably half the people on that flight, but I was amazed and I got pictures and I shared those, you know, with y'all and, um, I was researching you know, trying to find out if there was any other incidences. And then there was a announcement in February, right after my sighting. um, And please forgive me. I can't remember the podcast right now, but there was somebody that, that announced that a American Airlines pilot from another flight yes. in February also saw something and he reported it on the radio. Yes. He said, what the... Heck is this? And apparently, it went over his plane, or at least in front of it, so he could see that. And um, boy, my ears went up when I heard about that. And then I don't exactly remember how how uh, you and and we got connected, but um, I think I made a post maybe on that that podcast website. I think that was it, and you responded and asked me about my uh, experience as well on the plane.
3: Is that the tic-tac incident, the pilot?
0: No, it's not the tic-tac incident, but I believe the Black Vault website slash podcast. And that's where we found Cheryl. So essentially, this is a man now, and, and you talk about a dedicated man. He basically records as much air traffic control chatter as he can. And he has an elaborate setup, let me tell you. And he just so happened to record this frantic, frightened pilot's radio traffic reporting. Hey, we almost just got hit by something. Now, just imagine the odds of him actually capturing that radio traffic. Because he only captures a small percentage, right, of all air traffic, radio traffic. So it makes you wonder, you know, how much is out there that we're not even finding out about? You know, a whole slew of, in addition to military pilots, but commercial pilots as well, are now coming out and reporting their encounters with unknown objects much more frequently.
1: Well, in Cheryl's case, the pilot had to veer. He had to get off course and go around about, and You know, pilots just don't do that on commercial flights. You stay on your assigned course.
3: Right. That's right. We were watching something in my classroom today about nine eleven and talking about the transponders in the plane and how they track them and all of those types of things. And yeah, they stay on their flight pattern and the plan that they have set up. They don't usually get off of that or bury it at all from that. So that's pretty interesting that they had to get off of it.
0: Cheryl, what part of the country were you over on the flight?
2: Well, when I got home, I I, you know, went and checked like the GPS reading or whatever it is on my pictures that I took. And we were over Lake Powell, Utah, which I believe is southeastern Utah. And then um, I don't remember exactly, but the next month when that gentleman was able to record the pilot who witnessed this thing going over the plane. Um, I believe they said they were near White Sands Missile Base, which I believe is like Northern New Mexico area. I'm just going from memory here, but it, yeah, it was, I mean, my experience was just one big question mark. Like, what the heck did I see? And I did not report it just because I really didn't know what to do. Nobody else on the plane seemed to see it or react because I was looking around at the passengers and the plane was about half full, so I could see pretty well. And, uh, none of the, the, like the stewardess or anything, none of them got up. nobody said anything. I just figured I must've been the only one that saw it. I don't know, but I did get my pictures, but it was a big question mark. And then I was so excited to hear this podcast or broadcast that this guy like you said he was able to record this pilot a month later about a month and a half later that had basically the same experience
0: well i think it's so fascinating too cheryl that you were over lake powell or or nearby and by the way listener robin weiss or weiss says hello i don't know if y'all can see that or when cheryl And she says, I have some live video from board camp with UFOs.
2: Yeah, we remember Robin very well. She's visited us more than once and had some amazing experiences.
0: That's awesome. Hopefully we can hear more about that in just a little while, Robin, because we're definitely going to have Orville and Cheryl tell us more about board camp and, of course, the UFO and paranormal activity there. But Cheryl, back to your experience over Lake Powell. Since then, and by the way, have y'all, Smitty, Cheryl, Orville, have you checked out the newest season of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, Season 3? I've got about the first episode.
1: We've been catching up with them. We haven't saw all of them yet.
0: Well, there is one episode in Season 3 where dealing with a massive, possibly the most well documented UFO encounter in history over Lake Michigan now this entire incident took place over Lake Michigan it was witnessed by hundreds of people what was so incre- some among the things incredible about it were these witnesses were all calling in to 911 and they have the audio tapes from the 911 calls and you can just hear the panic this is in the middle of the night In people's voices and telling them and pleading for police to come out and ask them what is happening, and the 911 operators actually contacted the local weatherman, who's become quite the uh, researcher into the phenomenon, and he was a young man at the time. I believe this was taking place in 1993, and the weatherman, he was picking up the UFOs over Lake Michigan on the radar, on the weather radar. Wow. Not only that, he was able to determine their speed and altitude. At one point, when the radar hit the object, whatever it was, it split into three pieces. At least that's what he saw on radar. But the amazing thing about it is the people on the ground at the same time and as corroborated on 911 calls reported seeing physically the UFO split into three pieces. That's
3: amazing.
0: It is an amazing story, and it all was taking place over Lake Michigan.
3: To have that collaboration where you've got the witnesses and the radar and all that, you don't usually have that much all put together, that many pieces of the puzzle.
0: No, that's why I think it's the most well-documented UFO Situation in history now, and of course, y'all have some inc- incredible documentation of experiences at Board Camp Crystal my Listener Tamara L. Radcliffe says hello from DC. Hi, Tamara, thanks for joining us tonight. Now, also, since we talked to Orville and Cheryl about her experience on this commercial flight, seeing something over Lake Powell just basically out her window. It's also come out from our military pilots about their encounters with UFOs and UAPs, and they are almost exclusively over water, which is just fascinating. And, Smitty, remember we had special guest Dane Beck on with us? Oh, yeah. And Dane Beck relayed, he was a commercial fisherman, and he relayed multiple... UFO encounters thousands of miles out in the ocean. And these were always over the open ocean.
3: I wonder if that means they're coming up from the water or coming down over the water. Because, you know, that one video we've seen, it goes under, comes back up, and then that's when it splits in two, wasn't it?
0: Yes. 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 And, you know, Cheryl Norville, also, since we spoke to y'all, the Pentagon has given a UFO report to Congress and has started their own UFO investigation branch. And they now classify UAPs as multi-dimensional. In other words, going from water to air to space. So they don't even focus anymore just on unidentified flying objects. They now fully admit, yes, and we have some commenters comment on this. They now fully admit that these objects are operating in the water. Transmedium is what, how they're describing them now. They're operating from the water and into the air and vice versa and and space as well. Listener Robin Weiss, Cheryl Norville says yes. Some go in and out of water. Tamara Ratcliffe says I have a neighbor that would be very interested in this, but she doesn't have Facebook. How can she watch or listen to this? So great question, Tamara. We're we're speaking to Cheryl and Orville Murphy from Board Camp Crystal Mine. You can check them out at boardcampcrystalmine.com. So after tonight, probably available tomorrow night, Tamara. This audio will be edited on all podcast platforms, all major podcast platforms. So you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, every podcast platform. You can also go to our website, All Things Unexplained Podcast, and check out our talk tonight with Orville and Cheryl Murphy that will probably be on by tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Tamara Ratcliffe says, Yes, I've seen videos UFOs diving into water or flying out. And like I said, Orville and Cheryl, you know, so much has come out since we spoke about this incident. Cheryl, what's been your thoughts about your incident since we spoke about it?
2: Well, obviously, I definitely would like to know what it was because actually the thought of it being a cruise missile scares me even more. But, you know, it's like, what the heck It is somebody shooting up a missile in passenger airspace? But a UFO, I mean, this probably sounds strange to you, but we've been experiencing the unexplained here for the last five years. And this probably sounds weird, but we're actually kind of used to it now. And we're not afraid of these entities that at least have visited us. And we've had an amount of interaction with them and we've never felt threatened so. In a way, I, I I think that, you know, the the alien beings or entities, whatever you want to call them, at least in our experience, I think they may be just as curious about us as we are about them. And maybe that's why, you know, they're, they're taking an interest and even more so, uh, perhaps more now in this day and age than ever, Of course, we have the ability to report more accurately and um certainly more so you know through the internet and everything but um anyway i i just i'm amazed i mean we're both orville and i are both amazed you know at our experiences here we don't have any big bodies of water here in board camp arkansas we have a lot of fishing ponds that's for sure (laughs) but that's all good but um but we have seen stuff up in the sky and and just the strangest lights and um, uh, just if, if I could just real quick say, just like I think it was a couple week, weekends ago when, when we had a tour, we started our unexplained tours just so people could come and experience things for themselves. And we've been doing this now for five years and people are still experiencing problems uh, what we might call paranormal phenomena, including us, of course, we're all together. And um, just like a couple weekends ago, you know, you see, you look up in the dark sky and you see all the stars and all of a sudden, you know, something's moving and you're like, oh, that must be a satellite. And then all of a sudden it just flashes at you and then whisked away or disappears. And it's like, "Uh, oh, guess that wasn't a satellite. And we have many witnesses to that phenomena, for example. And, um, that happened actually three times in one night. And then the weekend before it happened five times in one night, that same, you know, you're just watching it travel and sometimes they just appear out of nowhere and disappear. And I don't know, the phenomenon is so strange it, and we've been closer, we've had closer encounters than that. We've had them on our terrestrial level as well, not just up in the, uh, heavens.
0: Oh, wow. Well, you know, you mentioned the fact it kind of looked like a missile, what you saw out of your flight. And there's really four possibilities here. And they're kind of all scary. You know, one, it was an ICBM of some sort and, or a hypersonic missile, but a missile of some sort by a foreign country, right? Very, very scary. And There have been recent reports from anonymous sources to the New York Times that a lot of our UFO, UAP encounters that the military are having are Chinese drones and other sub-technology, foreign technology. Now, take that with a grain of salt, I say, because anonymous sources, this totally sounds like some disinformation to me as far as what's being reported to the New York Times. But besides, of course, foreign tech, it's hard for me to believe that the Chinese could have foreign tech so close to our flights over mainland America. That just sounds hard for me to believe. But another option is it's us. What you saw could have been our own tech being tested out around commercial flights.
1: If you look at the pictures, which you have, you could tell that the object is outbound you know it's it's coming from the ground and up but if the military the government is testing you think they'd let the plane get out of the way first why was there such a hurry to push the button
0: right and another theory is you know there are a lot of private of course companies out there trying to get to space and also testing rockets of various kinds elon musk for example you know it's hard to believe we know about everything that they're testing. So there's another theory. And, and also a scary one, right? That, hey, we've just got private companies out there testing things willy-nilly out, out in open air. Another theory, of course, is the possibility that it is you know, extraterrestrial of origin. And that is also scary. And since we talked over with Cheryl, there have been things like a Ukrainian study... And, of course, this is in the middle of a war now. But some Ukrainian astronomers, we're going to talk to Avi Loeb about this in the morning, CJ and myself, have reported finding UFOs and UAPs all over the skies. But I thought that's a scary notion, right? And some of them are moving thousands of miles per hour. Yeah. But this is a scary notion because if our skies are filled let's just say wherever they're from, whatever their origin is, if our skies are filled with objects of unknown nature to the public, I mean, how long is it till something really horrible has ha- is going to happen or has it happened already?
2: Yeah, definitely scary.
3: Yeah, I mean, you think the odds are in favor of some sort of crash eventually, some collision.
0: Well, you look, Malaysian Airlines, we st- we still don't know what happened to that that plane.
3: That's true. Like you said, we don't have a clue what's being tested. Ninety percent of the time, probably the government doesn't want us to know a lot of the things that are going on. I had a friend that was an F-4 pilot in Vietnam, and he said there were times when they accidentally dropped things that they were told they were called off, but it was too late because as soon as the, when they called them off, their palm had already touched the release on things and he said there wasn't anything they could do you know just turn and fly in the opposite direction from what they just dropped so it was one of those situations it was a little too late most of the time
0: right Orville and Cheryl, we've heard from some listeners already tonight that have had encounters with UFOs at Ford Camp Crystal Mine. And we're speaking with Orville and Cheryl Murphy from Board Camp Crystal Mine in Mena, Arkansas. That's West Central Arkansas. You can find them at BoardCampCrystalMine.com. Smitty and I are excited and CJ are excited to hopefully take a trip there in the near future and spend the night and do an unexplained tour. Cheryl and Orville, Could you tell us more? I think it would be helpful to know more about Board Camp Crystal Mine before we get into some of the UFO encounters and other paranormal encounters there. To be continued.
2: You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats, Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.